Hi, this is Jim. And Ralph. And uh, welcome to Psychology Takeaway, where we attempt to take a look at uh, current developments in the world and put them into a psychological context. And today we have a, a guest, uh, Professor Uruk, who's uh, going to help us because Jim and I uh, were interested in this topic. We heard uh, on Science Friday a uh, researcher talking about the topic of suicide in black and brown and Asian communities. And Jim and I decided that we just did not know enough about the subject to talk by ourselves. So we brought in uh, Professor Arup to uh, help us with some of the ideas that uh, can be useful in a community where suicide is a problem. Okay. now. Professor Arouk, you are an African-American, correct, Mundo? Almost. Almost. We'll talk, we'll talk about that a little bit later. I, oh. I don't go by that term, but we'll okay. talk about why. Well, let's. nobody can see you right now, so uh, we've got uh, two white guys here, Ralph and Jim, and we have a very large brown-skinned fellow who looks like an NFL uh, linebacker. Okay. Like so, it. yeah, with um, Science Friday, there were two... Uh, an interviewer and a researcher from um, Kaiser Permanente, and they were talking about the uptick. And it's not even an uptick; it's a it's a pretty acceleration of suicide among the Asian, Black, and Brown community. Um, now, teen and adolescent suicide, or uh, child and adolescent suicide, has come down uh, because of a downturn in white suicides, but it has gone up in the Asian, brown, and black community, according to the researcher. And this is just, uh, not just um, uh, overall figures, but figures specifically with ch uh, children and teens. Um, now, you've, you have kids, right? Yes, we uh, have six, my wife and I. How, how old are they? The oldest is 25, okay. married, mm -hmm. and the youngest is 11. Okay. Yep. So, as a parent, you've got to be sort of concerned about this, some of these figures that are coming out. I, I am for a, a multitude of reasons, just for other people. I, I want to help other people be successful. My family and I, we've put together a plan to account for our children's mental health. Okay. And we want to escalate their mental health and eliminate mental health, H-E-L-L-T-H. -L and mm. I think that is a significant topic of today, mental health, H-E-L-L-T-H. -L -L and I want to I talk about that here in just a second. Yeah, well, we've talked a little bit, Ralph and I, about mental health and mental health uh, <laughs> All right. in, in, in terms of uh, the um, COVID-19, yes. you know, and, and isolation of, of kids. And the and we're going to put the link to uh, the Science Friday um, uh, discussion. We're going to put that up on our uh, website. Um, but um, uh, how how do we how do we help kids in general, and how do we particularly help kids in the uh, Black, Brown, and Asian communities? Well, thank you for asking that question. I've been working on a series of books for the past year, and I've completed those books and are now up on my website, which I, I know you'll feature in this uh, program. But before we talk about that, I, I want to address a couple of things. Number one, when, whenever we go to the doctor, we get a health history questionnaire. Mm -hmm. The doctor wants to see what's going on with our current health. 
right? right? And, and he does that by looking at our health history, going back to our grandparents, our parents, our great-great-grandparents, and so forth. If there's a history of some type of illness, he wants to know about it because it could be genetic in us currently. So what I did was come up with a concept called mental health questionnaire, right? When we look at these populations, what does their mental health questionnaire look like? So that would indicate what does their history look like? And based on their history, you're going to get some realities of their current life. That's the first part. Okay. That's kind of interesting because I'm seeing my doctor on Tuesday and I have a questionnaire, but none of the information that uh, she's requesting is historical. It's all about what's happening to me right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, nobody's really interested in, you know, the Irish Scott background of Jim Carroll. Mm. So, is uh, Jim is is that because you've already completed a background? I can't sir? remember ever doing well, it. No. <laughs> Well, you brought up a very good point. You brought up the Irish-Scottish mm -hmm. background. That is excellent. That is a great lead-in to what we're going to talk about. Because in order to understand this group of pop, this population, which you're saying black and brown, mm -hmm. right? And that's, Asian. And Asian. Yeah. And Asian. That's not really our identity. See, our identity was stolen. That's why when you asked me earlier, or am I African-American, I said, nah, no, not really. Right, because I'm really an Israelite black Jew, but you wouldn't know it because my history has been stolen. You think about so-called brown people, which would be Hispanic or something like that. Mm -hmm. They're really historically Native Americans to South America, and then if you go back further than that, they're really Israelites, because we have records of people leaving Jerusalem and settling in South America and Central America. You know, but that history is stolen. And so when the history is stolen, the heritage is stolen, when the heritage is stolen, the hope is stolen. So now we start looking at when you have no hope. And that seems to be what they were talking about in this Science Friday interview, that the, the uh, black, brown, and Asian uh, people here today now um, don't have the identity, perhaps, yes. that the... Caucasian Ralph and Jim. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now you steal like, a person's identity, you steal everything. Yeah. Like I can tell you, Aruk, that my background is uh, English and Welsh. Okay. And historically, the English did not get along very well with the Welsh. Okay. But eventually, uh, the Welsh became uh, a very large part of English armies. Okay. So, you know, you say, well, how did Ralph end up being uh, from an English-Welsh background? Well, there it is. They were co-opted into the army and eventually uh, married English girls. Very, very interesting history, dealing with the Caucasus Mountains, the Balkans Mountains, the Caucasian people. But yeah. I, I want to hit on this issue of, of these students, and I want to go back into history just a little bit okay. to set a context. Okay. So, but in order to do that, we have to look at this concept called, and, 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 and be, be with me for a moment, don't be offended, white psychotic zeitgeist. Okay, white psychotic zeitgeist. I resemble that. <laughs> now, when I, I'm spe you know, you're a great guy, Jim. I know that for a fact. Let's specifically start with Pope Alexander VI during the 15th century when he told Portugal and Spain, I run South America. 
I own South America. I own Africa. I want you to go and conquer, capture, and convert the people. Now, Henry the Navigator had previously brought him slaves from Africa. Okay. So he thought that truly, man, I own this entire coast. I own this entire continent. Now, go and capture, conquer these people, exploit the land. We want the rubies, the jewels, the diamonds. Okay. Now, Portugal and Spain set out on a conquest based off of Pope Alexander VI Papal Bull. Okay. Now, that's why Portugal ran Brazil. Portugal is a very, very small country, but Brazil is huge. Right. The national language of Brazil is Portuguese. So, right. Okay. Today. And, and Spain. Exactly. Spain is very small compared to the rest of Central America and parts of North America and South America. And everyone speaks Spanish. So what, what's my point in saying that? They went and conquered those areas, right? And captured the people, conquered them, and murdered them, all right? Now, here's the reality of this. Other people started doing the same thing. It became a race. They were racing. The English got in with their navy. They said, we want a part of this. And they settled in the east part of America. The French got into the race and said, we want a part of this, this idea of going to conquer people. So they went in and got the southern part of Mexico, right? I'm sorry, the southern part of the United States and the Gulf of Mexico, which would be the Louisiana area. Baton Rouge, you know, New Orleans, that's all French. And Spain went and got the western part of the U.S. as well. San Diego, San Francisco. So this race began, and that's where you get unofficially the concept of race. Okay, good good point. Right? And it's built uh, on conquering. Built on conquering. And so the difference between the uh, um, a kid today with uh, black skin and a kid today with white skin is that uh, the kid with white skin doesn't identify with being conquered. You know, That's a very good point. Kids got whatever, you know, whatever his parents can 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 pass on in terms of history, right? Yeah, that's a very good point. So that conquering uh, didn't necessarily associate in the new world with Caucasian people. Now you mentioned the, the concept of white skin. Here's a white piece of paper. Put your skin next to it. Okay. Right? That's not white. Your hand is not white. Yeah. Right? So in reality, uh, you know, if we want to look at things properly, you're really Caucasian from the Caucasus Mountains, Balkans mm-hmm. Mountains, Caspian and Black Sea. That's important, yeah. and we'll get to that. In but, fact, but, if I did have white skin, it would probably be pretty spooky looking. Yeah, it would be spooky if you yeah. had that. Yeah, and in the Bible, white, actual white skin was associated with disease. Leprosy. So, yeah, leprosy. leprosy. So it bewilders me why Caucasian people want to call themselves white okay well, but, but, you know and and uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, early black music that identifies uh, the so-called white people as pink you know pinkies. yeah 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 that's true that's very true but let's let's hit on this key point of these students and why they're committing suicide yeah if, that's the big one right if now. we yeah if we look at that history we could see that they were conquered by a zeitgeist they were desolated and destroyed by this zeitgeist of conquering. Mm-hmm. The history, the heritage, and the hope was lost. So if you are helpless and hopeless and don't know your past and you're not sure of your future, hey, you know, leaving is just about as good an option as you can get, right? Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of kids are, are turning and they're leaving. But now, 
we look at this in, in leaving this world by right. by taking their lives right. so now we look at this concept of white psychotic zeitgeist why did i say white because men who are identifying as white who are identifying as conquerors created a zeitgeist a zeitgeist is a trending thought of a, a, an attitude a mentality and then other people say i like that mentality i like that attitude I want to do the same. So now you get into what I call white psychotic fantasies, mm -hmm. right? I have a fantasy of being a conqueror. I'm going to master this land. I'm going to kill off all the people. You know, you have the Trail of Tears, which were the Native Americans in which Andrew Johnson sent the Native Americans from Georgia to Oklahoma walking. Yeah. And it killed thousands upon thousands of Native Americans. So that is that fantasy of wanting to control and to conquer. And once we get away from the fantasy, now we create what's called what I, what I call a white psychotic ecosystem. And the eco does not stand for ecology, it stands for economics. Okay. Do you think that uh, kids today are feeling that same kind of sense of, uh, uh, what would you call it, D disenfranchisation that uh, you're talking about with the Trail of Tears? I, I think that's a great comparison. I'll give you, I'll give you a unique example. Uh, example. We're, we're talking a little bit of ancient history, which we have to to put this in context. But let's bring it to 2000, I'm sorry, um, uh, 2021. Today. Yeah, 2021, today, which is the month of August. Right. Now, we just came across research, which is pretty substantial, that Apple has such a great research and development team that they have been able to trigger the God spot in people's brains. Their products are so powerful that they stimulate what most people call the God spot, that sense of pleasure that people associate with religious imagery and experience. Huh, okay, we'll have to put up a link to that. This is the first time I've heard about the God yes. spot. Yeah, the God spot. With, with exactly. Apple, at least. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Their products are so stimulating that people are now devoted to them almost to the same reverence that they would a religious experience. So how does that play into the mind of teens today? That is, in, in essence, psychotic because much of what they're pursuing online isn't reality. Right. That, I yeah, see that. It, in it my, isn't reality. I see that in my practice. Right? So these kids are think that the video games they're playing are real. Yes. Right now, yes. Yeah. And, and so you have big tech is is pushing this idea of of devotion to their technological uh, instruments which is rooted in unrealistic situations yeah and social media in many cases unrealistic so many teens are gravitating more toward unrealistic thought processes ralph has talked about this several times with social media mm -hmm. he doesn't think that social media is real at all he thinks it's just fantasy world right bro a yeah. lot of a lot of people <clears throat> posting their best eliminating their worst right right and it's causing what i call anxiety 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 lie lie okay. lie right we're believing lies now i'm not completely putting social media down there's some good things that can come from it but when people are constantly posting the picture of the corvette yes or the picture of the highly made up you know with makeup young lady mm -hmm. and and also uh, photoshopped images, people believe that stuff. 
And then yeah. they get anxiety because they're believing that lie. They're comparing themselves to a lie. Right. So this has to go into the stew. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Of what Man, we're talking no, about. Nobody posts uh, the picture of the uh, 2005 Subaru <laughs> that no, Carol was no. driving. No. Okay. And, and the other thing, Arup, that, that strikes me is, uh, so we've got uh, people who are uh, white, for lack of a better term, okay. are posting their lies, but we also have uh, people who are part of community of culture who have made it out through sports, through music, through uh, whatever mechanism, and they're doing well. And they're posting themselves as exemplars, as, you know, you can do this, you can be the great basketball player. Well, you know, it's really actually easier for uh, a young black person to become a doctor or an EDD than it is for a person to become uh, a major uh, rock star. NBA uh, yeah. player or a rock star or a rapper. Uh, you know, the, that's, a, that's a very narrow needle to thread. But so many people, young people, look on uh, their, their feed and they say, Oh yeah, well somebody says I can make it as a basketball player or a rapper. I'm going to do that, you know. Well, well, that's a very, very good point. I remember you talking about that before. Well, let's look at why that exists. I got to go back to white psychotic zeitgeist because number one, we weren't included in history books until 1948, yeah. right? And then when it was that, when we were included, it was about slavery. Right. And yeah. so and so consistently, we have not gotten an accurate, uh, realistic form of our culture and who we are because white psychotic zeitgeist control the books. Okay. They yeah. control the history books. And so for years, we didn't know that we were the inventors of medicine, that ancient, dark, deeply dark, melanated Egyptians yeah. were the inventors of surgery of medicine. We didn't know that ancient Sumerians in the city of Uruk and Ur were actually the founders of education, city-state, political aspects, the sailboat, law, writing. That is a psychotic notion, an unrealistic, harmful notion to exclude a group of people from history. So the vein that we've been pushed is entertain us. Okay, good. We want we good like point. the way you do things athletically. Mm -hmm. Entertain us. Okay. Bojangles. Bo yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Bojangles. And I got a yeah. brother I got a brother of mine say I'm not tapping I'm not tap dancing for anything. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and don't get me wrong, tap dancing is a good it's art fine, form, yeah. but it's the reality of saying that's all we want you to do because mm -hmm. we like the way you move your feet. We like the way you dunk that ball, and we like the way you say lyrics and poetry over music. You know, you make a good point about um, the um, uh, black community or uh, brown community being excluded from, from education. Ralph and I come from Canada, and um, uh, I think it's safe to say, Ralph, that we received almost zero education about the uh, uh, First Nation as we were in, uh, uh, at least in public school. And that no. First Nation in Canada is, uh, you know, those are the, the original inhabitants. Native yeah. Americans. Native, Native Americans. Canadians. Yeah, yeah, Native, we, yeah. Native Canadians. 
uh, and you know we uh, we did not uh, in Canada we did not have the Trail of Tears, but what we did have was uh, a complete lack of discussion. Okay. Yeah, and and the idea okay. that the kids from um, elsewhere would be taken to. Uh, church communities like in Sault Ste. Marie, the Shinwalk home, uh, they would be taken from James Bay, uh, not permitted to speak their native tongue, and uh, the idea was to uh, uh, completely assimilate, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, now and Canada has come a different, has gone on a different path. Now, yeah. now they're into accommodation, but at that point, you know, they were, they, they were removed from, forcibly removed from their, their houses. Okay. And uh, one of the things that really strikes me about, about that is that that is in parallel to what you're saying about uh, the, uh, the lack of history of uh, the race uh, for um, communities of, of black and brown and Asian culture. Mm -hmm. uh, now, it might be a little bit different for uh, people of Asian heritage because they have uh, often in, in the home, they're held up with, we have 5,000 years of culture, we're superior. But then the problem is, you know, in every, uh, in every group, there is um, some people, there are some people who are superior in intellect, motivation, and ability, and there are other people who are less than superior. So if you're a young Asian person and your parents are saying, I expect you to do uh, straight A's, and you end up not being able to do that, um, you know, what do you, what do you do? Do you say, well, I just can't do it, Dad. Five thousand years of culture. Well, uh, I go down to the woodshed with a case of beer and a rope, and uh, you know, eliminate my myself as a problem. Yeah. There's there's a couple of things I want to I want to hit on based on what you just said. Ancient Chinese and ancient Japanese were immigrants from ancient Egypt. Ancient Chinese people and ancient Japanese people are very, very darkly melanated. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until the West came in, the so-called West, the Europeans came in, and started, it started amalgamating, right? Now you look at an Asian person, they're typically very light. Now, the reality is they like that light skin. They truly like that light skin. The lighter you are, the better. Mm -hmm. But let's look at this in, in realistic terms. Let's look at Fiji. The original inhabitants of Fiji were very, very dark. Now, they're very, very light. They At are. least the face. Yeah. Okay. The original inhabitants of Hawaii were very, very dark. Melanated people. Mm -hmm. Now, they're very, very light. Samoa, the same thing. Dark to light. Philippines, dark to light. Uh, Egypt, ancient Egypt. Very darkly melanated. You look at pictures of, ancient, of, of current Egyptians, very, very light. What's my point? Amalgamation. When you go in conquer the men, rape the women. So this is a result, I'm, I'm sorry, this results in, again, stolen history, stolen heritage, stolen hope. So we have to have solutions. We have to know that history. 
right? Okay, so, so part of the um, solution perhaps to the suicide problem is um, educational. It's knowing your history, knowing where you came from, knowing knowing your background. Exactly. Is that one of them? Okay. Exactly. So that's one of them. So now, let's get into solutions too. So now, if we know our history, we know our heritage, then dads stay in the home. I noticed in that article, the parents that lost their, or the mothers that lost their sons, they were single moms. Uh-huh. Right? Now, okay. I, my, I was raised by a single mom. Okay. Okay? So I have nothing against single mothers. I actually praise them, bless their hearts. But I do know that being a single mom brings about a significant amount of challenges. I mentor young men today mm -hmm. who come from single-parent homes. It's a challenge when a young man is experiencing difficulties in life and does not have a dad to sit down with him and have a hamburger right. or throw the ball mm -hmm. and talk about it. Mom can do miracles. Mom produced life, but dad helps keep that life on earth. Yeah, and you, right? you make a, a, a good point yeah. there, the, yeah. the absentee dad. And we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. And it happens in uh, uh, Caucasian families, and it happens in, in black, brown, and Asian, and probably Native Americans no, you but, know, as well. That, let's, you're right. Let's get back to what I call the psychotic fantasy. There are people out there who literally hate melanated people. It's interesting, right. you know. I go to I go to Planet Fitness, and part of my my routine is to go into the uh, tanning booth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and that, I still that, can't get as hey, tan as you. Hey, that's a whole different story, Jim. <laughs> we that's a whole different show right there. But but I respect that. But my, but my point is, there are systems, psychotic systems, in place to ensure our desolation. So so we have to address that. So I wrote I wrote nine books. Okay. Ebooks. One of them is 163 pages, and one of them is, I think, 71 pages, and the rest of them are 50 pages long. Okay. Right? And, and they're filled with a lot of imagery and a lot of quotes so people can digest them into bite sized morsels. So let's start with the first one Body Technology. Body Technology is a book you can get on my, my website, chillhill.com. Okay, we'll put this up uh, as, a, as a link and you'll be able to go there. Okay. Yeah. It teaches us about our body. I labeled every system in the body. Okay. Right? And identify fruits and vegetables that look like parts of that system. We've talked about that, this we, before. We've talked about yeah, it before. Like a heart. And a, yeah. Exactly. Now think about that. That's divine when we see that fruits and vegetables look like parts of the body. But we have a problem. We have people manipulating our food. Mm -hmm. Right? Through agribusiness, through GMOs. And we see that a lot of allergies, a lot of illnesses, a lot of weight gain has happened. People have manipulated our food. So body technology helps kids and parents understand the systems of their body in a very fun way and gives them the desire to grow their own food. If we're not consuming the right food, we don't get the proper neural connections. Now, is that uh, uh, handled in the um, book uh, Brain Bully? <laughs> Brain Bully is the concept. Okay. Brain Bully. And what I, when I describe to you what mm -hmm. Apple does mm -hmm. with stimulating our our uh, our god, god spot, yeah. yeah, that's brain bullying. Uh -huh. That's brain. They bully our brains into manipulating us to these these false concepts. Twitter does it. YouTube does it. You know, and and on all these other places. That's why we have to be very limited in our consumption of these uh, big tech, you know, platforms. Again, the kids I work with in the, in the practice, they're uh, 
immersed in this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd do it 24 hours a day yeah. if they could. Yeah, and they're, they're brain bullied. Yeah. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. So body technology teaches families and kids about their body, right, in a unique way. The other thing, parent protective services, right? We know there's a child protective service, mm -hmm. and, and we need child protective service. But, brain, but parent protective services gives parents resources to handle their kids when their kids are brain bullied. Because dealing with a, tech, a technologically savvy kid, man, it's like climbing Mount Everest in Speedos, right? It's very, <laughs> yeah. very difficult. It's difficult, So no parents question. need fun resources to get their kids' attention. Mm -hmm. Parents need resources to get them away from their devotion to sure. Apple, their devotion to Instagram, their devotion to Snapchat. So that's what Parent Protective Services is about. Okay, this, this is, is a book that book. you've got? Yeah, this okay. is book two, book right? Two. Okay. All right, so amazing word adventure. Have you noticed that most kids have to use the word like, like shaggy? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, like, 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 man, like, yeah. like, 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 uh, yeah. right? And so. That's their favorite <laughs> word, except I don't know. <laughs> Why did you do that? I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. so like is a filler word and it's a filler phrase. And what that, what they're really saying is, I really don't have the words to express myself. I don't have the words to communicate. Right. So we need to give them creative ways to speak. And so I wrote a book called Amazing Word Adventure, and I have a lot of phrases, a lot of stories. And here's one of them. Big Bill's Big Bodacious Barbecue Brisket Biscuits Bulge Big Buns. Hey, like, right. man, that's cool. Huh? <laughs> hey, that, that's, like, awesome. <laughs> and so there are several phrases. There's a lot of fun activities in there that give students and parents the desire to speak better. Bodacious, okay. I love Bodacious. it. Yeah. That's, okay. a, that's an amazing word adventure. Yep, it is. Chill Hill skills. Chill Hill. Chill Hill. We have been beat up so much, we need to chill and uh -huh. we need to heal. Chill Hill. Chill Hill. Okay. Now, now Chill Hill skills is when principles meet skills what do you mean so for example we might talk about the principle of patience okay but you can chill and heal people if you have the skill of patience right we could okay. talk about let me give you another example we could talk about the principle of good communication okay but if you have the skill to communicate well to communicate well you can chill and heal people you're modeling the behavior that you exactly you know, you're modeling communication. You're modeling uh, uh, patience. You're modeling exactly. whatever. Okay, good. Exactly. And then here's another one: the principle of validation. A lot of people are not validated, right? They want to hear that what they're saying is important. Mm -hmm. They want to be validated, right? And and that skill is very nil right now. So I teach that skill of validation and chill heal skills and so if you can validate people you can help heal them good point. so that's why we have chill heal skills yeah right yeah and so and and i would add to that that we we can't validate people unless we really listen to them that's right that's and right. so a skill that's really important is how do you listen how do you listen to your friends how do you listen to uh your parent uh, Right. Or parents, yeah. uh, you know, and if if you just write them off, like some of uh, some of Jim's uh, clients do, where Jim says, "Why'd you do that?" I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, do you think that's a good idea? I don't care. <laughs> gotcha. You know. Now, now you're actually absolutely right. Now you all are on this show every week. Mm-hmm. It's my turn just for a second. Yeah. But I want okay. you to listen to me. All right. Just <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> all right. So, and again, I thank you for this platform because I truly, truly know, not believe, but I know that these books that I've written can stop suicide. They can stop depression. They can stop anxiety. All right. So here's just a couple more. Okay. Veggies are vital. Again, showing how fruits and vegetables look like parts of the body and the importance of starting a small garden. And when you start a small garden, you get what's called a guardian angel or a garden angel. I can't tell you how many times I started a garden and maybe I didn't get the great yield that I wanted. People started giving me their extra. All because I put the effort in of growing my own food. Other people came to me and gave me some of theirs. Okay. And the concept is when you consume fruits and vegetables and foods that have nutrients in them, you get better brain connectivity. Right? You get better brain connectivity, less depression, less clinical depression. All right? So that's veggies are vital. Mistakes versus mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Okay. Right? We all do. Yep. But a mistake, a missnake is decisions that are mischievous, uh-huh. ignorant, surreptitious, nonsense, accidental. Sometimes we say, oh, that was on accident. You yeah. know that wasn't on accident. You <laughs> right. did that on purpose. Yep. And this, uh, decisions that we keep making, right? Just keep on doing it. That's the K. And uh, E is for emotional. Sometimes we get angry. And we make decisions off of anger. And the last one, sexual assault. So I use that acronym. Miss Snakes. Miss Snakes. Because what does a snake do? A snake will either bite you or it will suffocate you. And so decisions that bite us or suffocate us are Miss Snakes. So I say, you can make mistakes. But don't make make a Miss Snake. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a creative way. And then I created, and that's, that's, that's the last book there on the chill hill side and then i created some music journey to the zona pellucida you heard some of that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah what's the zona pellucida it's our <laughs> that's fun that's fun it's basically in a nutshell it's our journey from our father's testicles to our mother's zona pellucida you won that race <laughs> You, yeah. If you made it to Earth, made it to Earth, you won the race from of a million, you know, uh, sperm mm-hmm. cells to the zona pellucida. So I I created a, a CD about that. It's musical, so it's good fun, yeah. right? Yeah. And a couple couple of more here, and we're done. The reason why I want people to do this is so they can achieve their soul goals. Mm-hmm. I believe that before we came to Earth. We sat down with God, our Heavenly Father, and he said, there are things that I want you to do on this earth. Jim and Ralph, when you get to earth, you're going you're gonna to connect with each other, and you're going to run a, a podcast, and you're going to save people's lives. That's one of the things that I want you to do. You're going to be professors. Each one of us had a conversation with God, and we have goals that touch our soul. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Go ahead. And a lot of the kids that I talk to, and I think a lot of the kids that are um, committing suicide, probably don't have any kind of articulated goal. They don't yeah. know why they're here. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. They think they're accidents. That is a key point right there. See how I'm validating you? See that? Yeah. That's a key point. That's I'm genuinely doing that. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know why you're on earth, why stay? Yep. 
Good yep. point. You see what I'm saying? There's why? A, and that's the yep. parent's job to help that child understand why they're here on earth. You have purpose. I'm going to help you through these rough times. I'm going to wipe away them tears. I'm going to take you to go get some ice cream. We're going to go to an appropriate movie. I'm going to make you feel like you have purpose on this earth. Right? And I also want you to have your soul goals. Not just regular goals, but goals that touch your soul. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. All right. Yeah, and, sure. and so we're going to conclude here. I got three more books that I wrote. All right. One is called Nullify and Negate Race. Okay. That's one of my goals. Okay. I truly believe before I left heaven, before, you know, I came to earth, mm-hmm. I was told that I want you to end race. Right? Because race is detrimental to our mental health. Race is an illusion. Race causes death. We are not a race. We are nations of people. Mm-hmm. We were categorized officially by Johann Sebastian Blumenbach in 1779 when he took a billion people and converted them into five categories. Mm -hmm. He can't do that. Go ahead. Look, you have some on your mind. No, I was just thinking that that's an excellent point that you're you're making because I think that Black Lives Matter has probably done more harm to the black community than what you're saying. You know, just let's, let's, hey, we got... Seven billion people here on the planet. Yeah. We're people. What do you, you think? You, you got a good. You got a very uh, noticeable point there. We have to look at where the funding from Black Lives Matter comes from. It comes from George Soros, and we know that George Soros is a globalist. We know that he's funded Black Lives Matter. Okay. So I don't want. I, I want to put it like this. I haven't seen Black Lives Matter in front of an abortion clinic. Now, why would I say that? That's wow. a very sensitive issue. Yeah, right? I have that's, a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's a very you, sensitive uh, issue. It's very where you're going. because because the number one killer of of us yep. is abortion. Yep. That's the number one killer. When you we represent thirteen percent of this population mm-hmm. as so called black people. Okay. Really we're Israelite black Jews. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a subject for a different day. Yeah. But what we're is called, the proportion yeah, of uh, uh, aborted uh, Babies. So we're 13 mm-hmm. percent. Roughly, roughly, so-called black women make up seven percent of the United States population. Seven percent. Okay. But they represent almost 40 percent. About 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 42 percent of abortions. Yeah. Seven percent of the population, but 42 percent of abortions. Yeah. And we can talk about Paula Sanger we, and, yeah, and that, exactly. you know, that whole. Uh, and so that's that's a complex issue. But but you bring Black Lives Matter up. Uh, they are, their platform is really designed for trans folk. Okay. I'm not making that up. Look it up. Yeah. Look it up. That's what they're talking. I'm saying this to the listening audience. Yeah. Trans folk, and they're not really mentioning, mentioning the core family. We need fathers. We need mothers. And we need children in a family unit solving problems mm-hmm. within the home that's where it starts so so yeah. that's so I want to get rid of race because race is not who we really are okay. it was a so it was a socially it was a social construct to hide our identity when we were on those slip ships they knew we were Israelite black Jews they gave us a new name Negroes and black, and you know the other words that they gave us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And think about Negro, that's a Spanish word. Why would we call it a Spanish word? Because we were exiled from Spain during the Spanish and Portuguese Inquisition. They gave us the name Negro. 
-hmm. and took the name black Jew away from us because the Spanish Inquisition was about exiling black Jews to West Africa. You know, we, uh, we've got a few minutes left. You've right. got a couple more books yeah. that, that you're, you're working on. And I think what we have here is uh, another conversation coming down. Yeah, we got another conversation. We're not, uh, you know, every time we, uh, we talk, and well, you've been on with us uh, three times at least. Two, yeah, two times. About, yeah, it's about yeah. the third time. It's about the third time. And we always have great reviews from uh, our conversations, and people, uh, people really enjoy hearing you know, from you and hearing Thank your views. Um, and uh, hopefully, when we put up some of the uh, uh, material that you've uh, uh, produced, uh, we'll have our audience going there, you know, as well. But what are the last couple that you got here? So the, thank you very much for, for letting me, me take this time. I truly appreciate you, uh, Jim. I, I appreciate you, Ralph, and your listening audience. And the other books are the second and third part of the, the first book about race. Again, Negate Race. But again, the second book is called Nullify and Negate Race. Race is used to hide the true identity of Israelite black Jews. I have 100% proof and 100% truth regarding that. So that's why I say you're not white, especially as it relates to you putting your hand on this white piece of paper. Right. You I'm sort of sort of yeah. pinkish brownish. Uh, I don't know what I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in this book, I challenge Caucasian people to take the honorable Caucasian person challenge, because we don't want any of us to get to what I talked about earlier, white psychotic zeitgeist, white psychotic fantasies, white psychotic ecosystems. There are honorable Caucasian people who fought for their nations, who fought for the English, who fought for the Welsh, who fought for the Irish. The Irish are no joke. There's some fight, the fighting Irish in Notre Dame, right? <laughs> they were fighting for their freedom in mm -hmm. many cases from other nations, right? And so we have to know that there are honorable Caucasian people who don't want to be white. They don't want to follow white conquering zeitgeist. So that's what that book is about and some other fun things as well. The last one is everyone needs a solution. Soul. Solution. S-O-U-L. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm starting to get it. You yeah, see? exactly. Right. Solution and protection plan, right? Because we are constantly inundated and attacked with zeitgeist, false ideas. Mm -hmm. and, and, and one of the big ones that's out there, think about, here's the last one and we'll conclude. Okay. The opioid crisis. Okay. Uh, We've talked about that. Recently, mm -hmm. right? In the 80s, we had the crack epidemic. Right. Right. And yeah. there is substantial research to show that the CIA was involved in getting crack cocaine into the hood. Think about it. We didn't own any trucks. We didn't own any airplanes. We didn't own any railways. How did, how did such a massive amount of crack get in the inner cities? Right. A guy by the name of Gary Webb who I consider a very honorable Caucasian, exposed it in his book, Dark Alliance. They even made a, a book, a, a movie about him called Kill the Messenger. I've read the book, but I hadn't looked at the movie. But he exposed that. So what's my point in, in, in bringing that, that piece up is we have to protect ourselves from psychotic ideology that comes to us. We have to develop solutions and protection plans. And that's what these books are about. Chill Hill Skills and Solutions. Now the last piece, what's a solution? It's when principles meet skill. But the skill holder has the details of the details of the details 
to help heal people. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate you, Arouk, for Thank coming you. in. Thank you. And I hope that uh, we will uh, have other opportunities in the in the future. We will. So, from uh, from uh, uh, me, Jim, and yeah, Ralph, you know, <laughs> our the, the studio is being preempted by the psychology department, and that's uh, Robin, the, the the chief, who's uh, right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, until next time, this is Jim and Ralph saying, "Keep your stick on the ice because we're all in this together." together. Thank you. Thank you both. Appreciate you. <laughs>